Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 65. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, April 18th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links. If you want to follow along, there's uh, links to Twitter and MeWe and LinkedIn, and there's also a comment section on the show notes page where you can leave a comment or there's a contact form or email me at steve at pixelswim.com <laughs> million ways to get in touch uh anyway is is will work so and also just a note on the website that if you see it kind of changing while you're using it i am testing out some new wordpress themes just trying to you know can't help myself sometimes I just want to change it change up the look of the site so I've been kind of scouring through WordPress themes all over the interwebs and and testing some of them out so if you're on the site and suddenly the whole layout changes that's why (laughs) I'm literally just doing it live I know that's not the right way or best way to do that but uh and and, you know it doesn't break any of the feeds or anything like that so not that big a deal because I can always just easily jump back in to my main WordPress theme that I use so Either way, that's at pixelswim.com. So let's dive in to our weekly feedback notes and links. So I'm not sure how much I'll have this week. I I know I say that pretty much every time (laughs) these days. Uh, It's just been so busy. You know, I never know if I put enough notes in here for a whole episode, but uh, let's uh, let's just get started. So based off the feedback from last week, just had one bit of feedback from Kyle Helms, who reached out via Twitter. Uh, Twitter DMs. And uh, yeah, he just gave some general responses to uh, the stuff that I talked about last week, mainly that uh, he's glad that I was able to return that quantum byte mini PC very easily. So yeah, I was very happy about that. I got the refund and good to go. It's like I never even had it. So (laughs) just uh, just a bit of time, time not wasted, but just a bit of a trial period there that did not work out. So I'm happy that it was able to go back. So thanks, Kyle, for reaching out via Twitter. And yeah, I think that's it for the feedback this week. But uh, like I said, you can go to pixelswim.com if you have any that you want to add in for any uh, this episode or or any past episode. So and also just a quick note about uh, the the Masters this weekend. If anybody watched the Masters, uh, the, the golf tournament, major golf tournament in the PGA Tour over here that just crazy to see Tiger Woods win again finally another major so very cool to watch I just wanted uh, to put out a note about that because I actually talked to Kyle Helms as well uh, via Twitter messaging about that while that was happening very cool to see uh, very uh, nostalgic in a lot of ways so yeah it was a uh, very you know I grew up watching Tiger Woods I was in the my my uh, high school years when Tiger was emerging so it was kind of a, a big deal to see him come back from uh, being out for so long. So either way, I just wanted to throw that little note in there, a little nugget. And I know I've talked about golf in the past, so I figured, you know, it's kind of one of the bigger events that's happened in the golf world. But either way, let's move along. All right. So we're going to jump right into or dive into the LG G6 weekly report. And yeah, still no jingle for that. But either way, I am uh, actually going to talk quite a bit here about this app that I've been trying out. It's an app called New Pipe, 
Uh, and this is an app that I got through the F-Droid serv- service, the F-Droid store on Android. And that's kind of the open source Android store that uh, that you can download and, and sideload this repository, basically, of other apps, most, most of which are kind of open source and most of which are, you know, kind of privacy uh, thoughtful, <laughs> privacy thoughtful. That is a terrible way to describe. They are, you know, they, they are very privacy centric yeah most of the apps on there are and they do a good job on there on the f-droid store sort of listing the features that may invade privacy or require sort of privacy settings but either way the, the like i said the app is called new pipe and this is a youtube app a way to access youtube uh, but it's very different and i want to talk a little bit about it because it's uh not it's not like any app that i've tried on android anyway and it kind of actually reminds me a little bit of the way you would use uh, fi- or a YouTube app that you may find on the Windows phone or the Windows 10 mobile app ecosystem uh, because it, it kind of accesses YouTube very, I don't want to say strangely, but they, they list on their website. And I'll, I'll put a link to this new pipe app that they do not use any proprietary Google APIs to access the uh, all of the content on YouTube. Uh, you don't need a Google account to sign in to this app to to watch videos. Uh, there's there's a ton of app settings in in the app as well, which I noticed is there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can change. Uh, and and when I say that it's kind of like a Windows Phone app, it's because there's actually quite a bit of things that you can quite a bit of things that you can do with the app uh, like download the the videos in an audio format or download the videos the just download the video itself completely and it actually kind of yeah it, it offers a lot of that kind of that kind of functionality that you might have found if you've used windows phone and in, in certain youtube apps in the past they actually offer similar things like this but either way, like I said, there's no Google account. You can't. I, there's no way to actually log into your Google account through the app, you know, to pull in all, everything. But you can import your subscriptions into the app, and it's kind of clever uh, how they did this. And they've clearly coded in a functionality here. And essentially, what they've done is there. If you go to the subscriptions section of the app, it's going to be empty, obviously, when you first install the app. And there's a link that will take you to your web browser to kind of sign in through Google. And what it's actually doing is taking advantage of Google's takeout uh, service to export or download your YouTube subscriptions kind of as a file onto your device itself. And then then you can use the import function in the app to actually import the subscriptions from YouTube, the ones that you had on there, because everything on the in this app is done on the device itself. It's you know it's done offline. It's it's not it's just doing enough to pull the information from YouTube. But yeah, everything is done on the device. You can uh, like I was saying earlier, you can download uh, video in video or audio form. Uh, it actually offers a background audio player. So if you create a playlist of videos say music videos, I think that's mainly what this is for, you can listen to them in the background and it will have sort of the, you know, the option to have the player in the notification area 
for your playlist of videos. So that again, that's something that again, if you've been on Windows Phone and used the YouTube apps, that's something that they kind of you know have done in the past there too. Uh, it doesn't re have really any suggested watch section, like something like videos to suggested to watch based on your on your subscriptions. Uh, but they do have a latest videos section. So essentially, after you import your subscriptions via that Google Takeout link, uh, you can go to the watch or the what's new section and see the latest videos based on your subscriptions, which works, you know, fairly well. It's not as good as the suggested videos on YouTube itself, but it is, you know, it's an option considering that this thing isn't this app isn't connected to Google in any way, really. Uh, they say on their website they do just enough to pull the video and corresponding information into the app, uh, which is basically all that they're doing. They're not really, I'm not sure, 100% sure how they are pulling in all of that information or what they're doing or, or anything like that. But this, like I said, this is an open source app. And so these developers are working hard to create a super fast YouTube app that's kind of open source and sideloaded. And I definitely suggest checking it out because it's kind of, if you're in the camp of trying to get away from any sort of Google services, like I, like I have been, I, th I think that this is, this is the best option that I've seen and it's super fast. And so overall, I've been super impressed with the app. I haven't dug that far into it. Uh, I haven't gone and actually tried out all the features of it. But from what I have tried so far, it is working extremely well. And I think it will easily deliver on everything else that they're talking about. There's actually also a pop-up video window that you can use system-wide. So it's not just within the app. I mean, I know the YouTube app on Android after Oreo offers this kind of functionality, but this is, you know, if it's uh, separate from that. So it's it's actually still has that functionality of having the little window with the video in it. So you can kind of browse through your phone and still have the video playing. So like I said, uh, overall, I'm just very impressed with this new pipe app. And uh, yeah, check out a link in the show notes. If you don't have F Droid installed on your device, I definitely suggest checking it out. Uh, going to the F, I think it's fdroid.org. I'll put a link to that as well. And you can and basically you sideload the F Droid app. So you're going to have to allow unknown sources installations and install that app and then it'll load the repositories and then you can search for the new pipe app in there or you can just uh, download that from the new pipe website which i'll have a link to as well so kind of interesting i've actually had the app on my g6 for a little while i hadn't had a chance really to go through it but today i was kind of you know not doing much uh, at one point this morning and was looking to you know just kind of looking through my my app drawer and saw it in there and just tapped it and started going through it quite a little bit to see what it was all about and yeah i was uh, impressed and kind of surprised by 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 how good it actually is uh, considering there's no google connected to it so yeah check that out and uh really that's that's my biggest thing i think this week for my my LG G6. So yeah, that's been the LG G6 weekly report. All right. So I've just got a few notes here to go through uh, a couple things that I just wanted to to come back and talk about a little bit and kind of revisit them because I've talked about them in the past and I've, I've mentioned it that I want to make sure I go back and 
and update on certain things if I've talked about them in the past. And so I figured it was time to talk about a couple things here. And one of them is my office chair. So I mentioned back in episode 57, uh, about two months ago or so, that I got a new chair for my desk here. And it is the Staples Carter mesh chair. And just wanted to report back on it because I hadn't had a chance to give sort of a longer term uh, report on it. And so, yeah, after about two months, it's been super great. <laughs> yeah, it's been way better than my other chair that I had, which offered zero support, uh, zero lumbar support, which is what I found that I really, really need. And I'm, I'm sure most people need that. But for me, it's been especially good to have that. So it's it's been great so far to to sit in. So basically, I've had no back pain in while while using the chair or after using the chair. I do get a little stiff when I sit too long, but that would be pretty much any chair that you would you would be using. So yeah, it's just a little bit of stiffness after sitting for a long time. But the the point there is is that I'm able to sit in it pretty much all day if I need to. And that's a good thing and a bad thing because really I have a a standing desk and I've, I've talked about it in the past and I've actually haven't been using <laughs> the standing desk very much uh, since I've gotten this chair because it hasn't, you know, been, I haven't felt like I needed to stand because the, the chair that I had previously uh, definitely was, you know, there was some, it was painful to sit in it for too long because it just offered almost zero support. So this one, I, f I can easily sit in it all day. Uh, and like I said, that's a double-edged sword. So actually double-edged sword, I don't think is the right term there. That would be uh, two bad things, but this is a, you know, good and bad. So yeah, I just wanted to report back on that, that the chair has been good and it's, it's held up and hasn't come even close to showing any signs of wear yet. So that's also good. And yeah, if I'll put the link to that chair in the show notes, I think Guillermo Ortiz, the last time I talked about the chair, shared one that was very similar that's on Amazon. I'll try and dig up that link too and uh, put a link to that one in the show notes as well. Uh, they're both avail you know, they're both uh, very similar from what I could tell. But yeah, that's been the update on my my office chair, which I, you know, I, I can see this thing being a, a good long term sitting buddy. So <laughs> anyway. OK, so the next item that I want to uh report an update on or feedback on is uh, my Marshall headphones. Now I got those Marshall Bluetooth headphones, the major two ones, a uh, few around the, the new year ish, somewhere around there. can't remember exactly when, uh, but uh, I just wanted to, they are still good. They're still working just fine, but I really haven't been using them much lately. I'm just kind of finding that I don't have a ton of need for big old headphones like that most of the time. Uh, I Most of the time, I just use my phone speaker during the day uh, if I'm listening to podcasts or music. If I listen to music, I have that uh, Nokia MD12 Bluetooth speaker that I'll connect to if I want to put some music on. It's a little more rich than the speaker on the LG G6. But yeah, for the most part, I haven't needed to use those Marshall headphones very much. But that's not to say that I don't want to keep them. You know, I think that eventually if one, my my wife and I are able to to travel 
a little bit more. I think that's when it's going to come in handy if we're if we have, you know, plane flights somewhere or something like that. Those would be perfect for that because they cancel out a lot of noise and they're very loud and very good. So, yeah, definitely something to have in the repertoire, but I just haven't been using them a ton. Uh, They're still very good. I still highly suggest them, especially if you if you travel a lot. That's kind of. They're they're perfect for that. I, I'm I'm guessing. Like I said, I haven't I haven't I don't think I've actually taken them out of the house yet. But uh, spring is here finally, uh, in in Northwest Indiana here in the U.S. And so yeah, I'll probably be taking some walks finally, and being able to test that out outside of the house. And I think I mentioned in the past that it is a little bit wearisome how sweaty I might actually get with those those Marshall headphones so we'll just have to see and and hope that they're not too too stuffy you know i'm not sweating too much so i have a tendency to, tendency to sweat pretty easily so those will probably be uh probably be a little too much when i go out and i've actually been using uh some cheap they're uh the brand skull candy and i actually use those most of the time they are a wired pair of earbuds just a basic pair of, pair of earbuds uh, that I use most of the time. I actually got them for free <laughs> from uh, Kmart here in the U.S. Because uh, believe it or not, there is still a Kmart in Valparaiso that is up and running and has, for the foreseeable future, it will be. So we'll see how that goes. But either way, there was like a, there's like a rewards program that I was able to cash in points for these headphones. But yeah. Yeah, like I said, there's I can't believe there's still a, a Kmart in Valparaiso. I'm not sure how many are left here in the U.S., but uh, either way, walking into the one in Valparaiso is uh, like walking back in time <laughs> about 30 years, 20 or 30 years. So they don't do a lot of updating to those stores anymore. But either way, I just want. Yeah, those are the headphones that I use most of the time. The sound on them is not very good. These things are cheap. I think if I was going to buy them, they would have been about six dollars so they're not the the highest quality headphones that you're going to find but they are fine for anything other than music so any you know podcasts or uh, what i mainly use them for is i actually hook them up to my g6 while i'm in you know when we're getting winding down for the day and i'm watching some youtube videos on our roku in our bedroom and so I hooked them up to the G6 and, and use the Roku app to stream the audio through there. And I could do the same thing with those Marshall headphones, but it's the, the Marshall ones are so big, uh, you can't really move your head around when you're laying down with those Marshall headphones on. It's you're pretty much laying flat. And so I kind of like to, you know, be able be able to move my head around and and maybe lay on my side as well. And you can do that with these tiny little earbuds. And they're like I said, they're just cheap little earbuds. Uh, but they've they were free and they're they're really the only ones that I have right now. And I've actually looked a little bit at getting another pair of wired earbuds just because I want something with potentially a little bit better sound. Um, my wife's Sony Xperia XC1 Compact came with a pair of Sony wired earbuds and they actually sound pretty good but she takes those with her during the day and actually uses them to listen to music from her phone so i probably will look at getting uh, a pair of of the sony wired earbuds on ebay i think i found a pair that are very similar to the ones that came with their phone yeah and it's not that they sound amazing but uh, they're way better than these (laughs) these cheap little skull candy wire wired ear earbuds so 
yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with my headphones in general. I, yeah, this mostly was supposed to be an update on my Marshall headphones, but yeah, I just, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. Not super picky when it comes to headphones, and I just enjoy having the option <laughs> of a headphone jack on my on my phone. I'm not sure why I brought that up, but that's uh, just uh, let's just throw that and leave that there. But either way. All right, so the last bit of my notes here that I have, and I'm not sure, again, how much longer this is going to go, and hopefully, uh, well, if it's a little short, you know, I mean, I've just been crazy busy, so this is, uh, I'm just getting it in here, but either way, the last bit of my notes here are is an update on my Plex server situation. Of course, I've talked about the past few weeks and why I talked about that mini PC and how that didn't work out. But uh, yeah, I'm still ripping DVDs a few weeks in. And yeah, I rip a ton more during the day while I'm working than on the weekend. The weekend, I rip hardly any. And it's kind of obvious why, because I'm, I'm sitting at my computer all day when I'm working. So I'm able to just pop in a new DVD and start ripping it and can do, you know, eight to 10 DVDs during the day. So as of this recording, I am up to 189 DVDs ripped, <laughs> which is a lot of DVDs. But I'm finally almost getting through the movies portion of our DVD collection. And we'll be moving on to the TV uh, shows pretty soon. Um, that's going to be a little bit different because there's multiple episodes per disc. But I believe using that Magic DVD Ripper software, I'll be able to set up sort of a batch batch import and that should you know make each disc go a lot quicker than ripping one episode going back to the software ripping the next one that kind of thing so we're getting there yeah like i said 189 so far i'll let everybody know at the end how many i have total because it's it's adding up to a lot more than i thought i would have and i've used up about uh, 500 gigabytes of that one terabyte drive so i think there might be enough room for all of our collection on one drive but we will see if it if it will fit so either way i've got like i've said i've got a other ex other external drives or options that i can use to uh, add on to the to the server itself which will again be my my old lenovo laptop will be uh, i'll be using that as the server but Either way, the, we've had a lot more uh, full screen DVDs than I was <laughs> than I was hoping for uh, than I thought that we did. But uh, again, this is we bought a lot of these back when widescreen or 16.9 screens were not very common in the U.S. So a lot of our DVDs are from that time. That's why we've we've got so many of them, I believe. And usually, when you find a, a DVD used. Uh, and it's an older one, there's a good chance that it might be a full screen. But and with that said, I am going to rip them anyway. And I'm actually going to make a list of the offenders <laughs> of these, these four by three full screen offenders, the, the all the movies, and I'm going to put together a list of them. And I'm going to take that list. And I'm going to go to our local library, because uh, they have a ton of DVDs at our local library, like almost every DVD. I swear it's 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 almost it's way it's almost way better than going into Blockbuster when it was in its heyday. So they have almost every DVD that you can think of. So and they're constantly getting new ones in there as well. So I'm going to take that list into the library and see if I can find if they have widescreen versions of those DVDs. 
uh, that have come out as four by three. But with that said, some of the DVDs that I have have touted that they're widescreen versions and have actually been four by three versions with black bars at the top and the bottom. So, uh, you know, it's one of those I'm going to have to check that out. So I think you can get up to six DVDs at a time from the library, but I will check in the library system because they have an online search tool as well. So I can see if they even have some of the DVDs that I'll be looking to to rip new ver- new widescreen versions of. But that's part of the plan. That's after everything's is ripped and done in the house here. And then after that, if the library doesn't have some of those, not sure what I'm going to do. I might actually I think I'll go through the process of cropping those four by three widescreen versions down, like I kind of mentioned before. And I think that's pretty easy to do through Handbrake. So that's the plan with that. But yeah, uh, with that said, because I was mentioning that the laptop is going to be the Plex server, my old laptop, and I did get the laptop stand in that I mentioned that I had ordered last time. And I honestly, I I got it in the, (laughs) I think about a week ago, maybe not too, too long after the podcast or the day of the podcast or something like that last week. And I haven't even tried it because I haven't, uh, I haven't been able to get myself to stop ripping DVDs onto the old laptop. And so I haven't closed it. I haven't, you know, I'm just kind of so in the zone with it, even though the zone is a very slow and slow zone and it'd be easy enough to close up the laptop after the next dvd and and unplug everything and try it onto the stand but i just haven't gotten around to to doing that but with with that said it's uh the stand is really nice the the laptop stand that i bought it is uh it's it's like a silver aluminum type thing it's very sturdy and it's very nicely weighted it's got a good weight to it and it's very gonna be very easy for it to hold up the laptop in a vertical position for a long period of time yeah, and it's easy to adjust the width of it. Uh, there's just some heck, uh, not hex screws, but there's some screws on the bottom of it that you can uh, unscrew and slide the the sections on the top out so you can get it to the right width for your your specific laptop. So that's uh, nice and easy to use. And also the stand has some uh, silicone uh, sections on it. So uh, on the appropriate spots where you would would expect them to be uh, to avoid scratching the laptop. So especially because most of these stands look like they're intended to be matched up or used with MacBooks, which are, you know, silver aluminum. And so those, I imagine, would scratch a lot easier than than the plastic uh, on metal. But yeah, it's nice that they've got the little silicone strips to kind of soften the blow (laughs) as you tighten the laptop in there. Uh, maybe tonight I'll try and test that out and see how well it holds the laptop vertically, uh, just because it's probably a good idea to try that and see if it's going to work. But either way, I'm going to I also have the external hard drive that I'm using to rip the DVDs onto on the laptop. I have that connected back up to the back of the 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 laptop, to, uh, like I was mentioning before, with the the, the 3M dual hook strips uh, that they actually talked a little bit about on the last Whatever Works episode, because uh, I had posted in the Whatever Works community about them. And yeah, so I've got that that hard drive connected to the back so it can just stay on there and I don't have to worry about it flopping around or anything like that. And so also when I when I do mount the laptop in the stand, it'll be nice and connected and mounted on the laptop itself and won't have to worry 
about it, you know, floating around, it'll just be all one sort of unit type thing. So yeah, I mean, that's really where that's uh, pretty much where I'm at with that just uh, still in DVD ripping mode, uh, tons and tons of DVDs in our collection so far. And I have actually had there has been a little bit of issue uh, with the DVDs, some of the DVDs there, I have about three of them. Because uh, after I rip it, I do open the MP4 file and check it out and, and just to make sure that it ripped correctly. And I kind of jump to the, you know, quarter of the way through and jump by a quarter, you know, I go quarter, half, and then almost all the way to the end just to make sure that the everything looks okay. But there was a, about three of them that came out where the audio is not matched up anymore. It's kind of doesn't sync up after a certain point with the the you know with the characters whoever is talking uh the the voice is off and all the sound is completely off by a few you know some sometimes by a few seconds and i'm not sure why exactly that happens in some dvds in some of these dvds like i said it's only been three out of 189 but it's uh, kind of one of those things where it's um, I just I'm not sure I understand why I did try ripping one of them a few times uh, just to see. And it, it's kind of strange because on one of them, it uh, it was a little bit off uh, the first time that I did it. It was a lot off <laughs> the second time that I ripped it and I ripped it one more time and it was like uh, a little bit off again. So it's just there's something I'm not sure what the deal is, but just did not work uh, for the audio syncing on those MP4 files when ripping them uh, from the DVD. So those are ones that maybe I'll look for at the library as well to see if there's maybe a different press of the DVD, <laughs> a different print of the DVD or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, not from the same batch kind of thing. So but overall, I'm pretty happy with how the process is going and I'm, I can't wait for it to be <laughs> to be done <laughs> uh, so I can go through and actually double check. Uh, I have been going through and double checking that all of the info is being pulled in by the Plex server correctly uh, that, you know, some movies have uh, more general titles that could potentially match up with other films. So uh, going through and trying to make sure that those are all uh, correct as far as the metadata goes. But uh, for the most part, they've been pulling in uh, correctly. So, all right. So that's all the notes that I have this week. I think I'm running a little shorter than I usually do, but that's okay. We we got one in. So I'm just uh, happy to put up another episode for this week. Uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, wrap things up. Like I was saying, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along. Uh, or if you wanted to follow along if were, for any of the stuff that I talked about today, there are... Again, there's a comment section if you want to leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. If not, that's cool, too. That's cool, too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Either way, uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 65 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, tune in next week for episode 66. Not sure what I'll be chatting about yet, but uh, we'll figure things out and we'll go from there. So I appreciate you tuning in. So have a great afternoon or evening or rainy day or cloudy day. Or you know what? Have a sunny day, even if it's cloudy. But anyway, thanks again and Godspeed.